Welcome to Richmond Kickers Weekly. I am your host for this week, Taylor Rockwell. Joining me on the other end of the line, I've got Richmond Kickers head coach David Bulow. David, thank you very much for taking the time on what has been, I'm sure, a very busy week for you. Anytime. So you had uh, Greenville last weekend, last Saturday, then you had North Texas uh, midweek. Now you've got Forward Madison coming to town uh, this Saturday evening. Uh, How busy of a week has it been in terms of uh, preparing for basically three games in seven or eight days? Yeah, we haven't gone in as much depth uh, for for uh, Dallas, uh, North Texas, and uh, and Madison mm-hmm. just because of the short week. But uh, I mean, the spirits are good. We rotated quite a bit in Texas, so we feel we're fit. Um, everybody's determined. We understand what's on the line this weekend, so um, it, it's gone as well as it could. Um, I, I, I guess is, is the answer I'll give you. All right, well, let, let's talk about that for a second then, because you get the win uh, at home to Greenville, then you fall on the road to North Texas. I'm guessing you all would have happily taken a point uh, in Texas. What was the game plan heading into that match, uh, given the fixture congestion? And then how did you have to adjust it when they scored inside the first minute? Um, it, it's whenever a team scores in the first couple minutes, the only reaction you have as a coach is, because it's just I mean any preparation you have seems to change whether you know I I think back to Tormenta when we can see that free kick great great goal for him for Mikey but it's a great goal but it was like okay yeah but there's still a lot of the game left Mm -hmm. I I guess the game plan shouldn't change but that early it's kind of like you wonder what is the psychological damage to the players Mm -hmm. um it doesn't change the game plan at all. Um, you know, we still have 89 minutes to try to sort it out. And I think we had a good enough reaction. I don't think we really did in the first half. Um, but the thing about our recent run of form and the hard part as a coach is, you know, we've got a lot of healthy guys, but we're also winning. So you have to find this balance as the coach. of Okay, do you change the winning team? Probably not. But then you have a bunch of guys that are like, I want to play, I want to play. So the nice thing about this congestion is we give guys an opportunity. You know, we made six changes as a starting lineup. You give a guy, okay, you want a chance? Here's your chance. And so it's frustrating to go down, but I think it's just the motivation is to, you know, kind of work your way back in the team or, you know, continue the progress. You're right, 100% we would have taken a point. But we also believe so much in ourselves. We were there to win. I mean, it, it looked like we weren't trying to sit back and try to, counter them or, or hope something went our way. And obviously that first goal doesn't help, but we were there to win. And I think we had a decent game plan. Um, it's just frustrating that, you know, we, you can see that for 18 seconds. Yeah. It's stunning. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I take your point though, because then there were moments there, like when it was, when it was still too new, when uh, like there's the Dennis Chin one that's played off the line. Then there's the one where he has like the kind of heavy touch that's, that's uh, broken up at the yep. last second. And it felt like there were opportunities there for you all to equalize, to kind of be in that game. And to me, from what I saw uh, from watching it again, it felt like it was kind of down to individual mistakes as opposed to like, Oh, they kept attacking the right hand side and y'all had no answer for that one. When it like, First of all, would you agree that kind of individual mistakes played a big part there? And second of all, if so, like what's to blame for that? Do you think for that like lack of sharpness? Is it rotation? Mm, it's probably chance. 
you know, we had a lot of bad luck in, in June. I thought we played pretty well in June, but didn't score a single goal. So, um, I mean, I think if Tuccini had a chance in the first half mm-hmm. from our press where he intercepted the ball yeah. 12 yards out, you know, and that one was like, oh, like our plan to, to put them under pressure and put them on the back foot. You know, we we wanted with Texas to say, okay, yes, their attack is brilliant. Um, and maybe is their weakness in their back four? And does everybody say sit back and play our defense versus your attack? We were like, well, let's try playing our attack versus our defense and let's take them out of play. So we pressed a little bit higher. We got the ball forward a little bit quicker. Um, still trying to be a possession team, but get the ball forward quicker. And those moments really paid off. And it was kind of like, ah, oh, yes, Chinny. I mean, is Chinny going to miss that chance in the first half more times than not over the course of the rest of his life? Probably not. So is that just chance? Uh, I thought, I thought his, his move to lay down the keeper and take those extra touches was unbelievable insight and execution on his part. And then he said, he just the speed of the game, he said, I didn't see that third defender mm-hmm. on the line. You know, if he hits it a foot and a half off the ground instead of six inches off the ground, that, that, that defender can't get to it. Now it's 2-1. You know, if, if Mutaya hits his curling shot six inches higher, Keeper can't get his hand to it. Now it's two two, and then you put them. It's three two. All of a sudden, in seventy minutes, so it, like it wasn't. It, it was a frustrating game for me because I think the good was good, it was enough good, but the bad was really really bad, mm-hmm. and and that probably came down to execute and more than the way that we were set up. So, I mean, it was a game that you can learn a lot from. It wasn't a game that we needed. You know, you know, I huddle up with guys after every game. I'm not much of a talker in the, in the locker room after. Just because as a player, my dad used to always say, what did the coach say after the game? I'm like, I have no idea. I wasn't paying attention. Hmm. So I try to limit those conversations after the game. But I think it's important in that huddle to say, look, the scoreline is not what we would want it, but it doesn't change anything. Like, we could afford to lose this game. Now, if we get points off of it, it makes life a lot easier. Um, but it doesn't change the next three games we have to win. Because if we win them, we pick up three points and our opponent, and a rival for a playoff spot picks up zero. And that's the ideal scenario. You know, the, the results literally went perfectly for Richmond Kickers last weekend with Tormenta equalizing late and Tucson getting thrashed and, uh, you know, the draws everywhere. I didn't think those things are going our way. Um, it's just we have to focus on what we can control and that's winning tomorrow. So it was frustrating today, no doubt, but it doesn't kill us in any way. So let's look at those uh, upcoming three games, starting with Madison uh, home this weekend. Thus far, you've uh, won one, lost one, both of which were on the road. What have those matches taught you about uh, Ford and how you're expecting them to come out on Saturday? Um, Well, first, it's going to be an amazing environment. Um, I think it's probably going to be the best environment that we've seen in League One history that stretches back all the way to February. <laughs> um, it, it's going to be great because, you know, Madison is shipping down fans or shipping up fans from North Carolina. Uh, the Red Army is the Red Army, the best fan group in, in the country. And uh, so that's going to be extra in kind of atmosphere that is going to be a lot of fun. Second, there's a lot on the line because both of us, if, either one of us loses, it seriously damages our chances to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're a really good attacking team. You know, they're, they're really dangerous going forward. Um, they, they play a lot of close games, so it's not going to be a game that one nil either way. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising. 
um, I thought we did really, really well in our setup to make chances that were predictable for us um, in our defense. Um, if you looked at the, sh- the chance map, I, they had they had loads of chances from outside the box. Um, none of them were on target. I think defensively were really organized and, and right there. The second game was, was tough because of the suspensions with Wahab and Matt Bolduc. Um that made it challenging, but you know, Maxi's goal that he scored just before halftime was close to being onside. If that goes in, that changes the dynamic of the game. And um, you know, we we put them under a lot of pressure the last fifteen minutes. So we know it's gonna be an even game. It's gonna be fun. It's it's two experienced teams with you know, really experienced roster and we're both in decent form. Um I hope that our advantage being at home is going to be the difference in, in getting us three points. So it's going to be tight. They're they're really dangerous in attack, and it's going to be a fun game for sure. Yeah, to your point, uh, they're fifth in goals in the league right now, but uh, number two in shots. They've taken 316 shots this season. The kickers, I think, are, are last in the league in shots uh, right now. So with those two like numbers in mind, do you think we'll see more of a like kind of defensive sit-and-counter approach from you all? Or, uh, as we saw against North Texas, will, do you think we might see some pressing and some more kind of direct attacking play? I would like to, I would like to hope that we move the ball quickly enough. Um, we, we did a really good job of the speed of our, our, our possession in Tormenta. It's fallen off the last couple of weeks, which is frustrating, but we're highlighting that to the guys. Uh, training today was exceptional. I mean, we were really switched on today. Some really good moves, some, some good goals scored in training. Uh, so hopefully that's a sign of comfort tomorrow. Um, yes, we are laughing in, in shots, but, I bet if you dug deeper and looked at our expected goals compared to the rest of the league, we're nowhere close to last. So I think those are intentional numbers. We don't put a lot of crosses in. We don't shoot a lot from distance because kind of what's the point? I mean, <laughs> you shoot the score. You want to get yourself in a position that, that gives you the best chance to score. I mean, so, I mean, Gallardo uh, had that one for, from distance not too long ago. I'm, I'm all right with shooting from distance if it's Joe taking him maybe. Yes, exactly, exactly. But his expected goals, uh, you know, algorithm is much different than mm. the rest of the league ones. So, but I mean, I don't know. I, I we, we changed our perspective on stats, um, namely possession and number of passing, and 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 shots are another big one. It's yeah, we might have lost the shot, you know, battle seventeen to to eight, but our shots from inside the box or shots on target was more equal or, or superior to our opponents. And that's more important to us at this point right now. All right. So, so, and then against Madison, uh, I'm assuming you all are aiming for the three points uh, against Tucson and Chattanooga, probably the same uh, right now. You've what, won one drawn one against Tucson uh, one, one lost two against Chattanooga playing at least two of those on the road. Uh, what are your expectations in terms of points for those two matches? Knowing uh, as you've said that you need to kind of get as many as you can in these remaining five games. We need to get nine points from the next three. Okay. Um, my wife hates this phrase. This and half chance. She really hates the term half chance for some reason. So I use it around her as much as possible. But these are six pointers, and you know we have to win these next three. I think that's that's clear. Uh, if we don't win one of these three, uh, even a draw, we need a lot more help than if we win it. I think if we win the next three, I think we can control our own destiny 
uh, those become really easy games to motivate against two teams that are in last place at home to, to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, we've come through and, and looked at the remaining schedule for everybody. And we feel like we have a difficult, there's no question we have a difficult run in, but the, the fact that we're against so many direct opponents for the playoffs makes the motivation for tomorrow really easy for me. And the guys are so bought in um, that that motivation side becomes easier. Like they understand what's at stake. We, they understand what has to be done tomorrow. Um, you know, I think Tucson, Tucson has two games against uh, North Texas and another tricky one. And I know they're at home for the rest of the time. I know Chattanooga's rest they're home for the rest of the time, but they've got some tricky ties. You know, even Madison has to finish against North Texas and Lansing. So like everything seems I mean, the motivation that we have in the, in the change room is we control it. Even if mathematically right now we're on the outside looking in, if we, if we take our business and uh, build on the form that we've had over the last two months, then, then we're, we're in good shape to make the playoffs. And to the extent possible with these five games, do you kind of aim to play the same kind of core 11 or so players in the same kind of uh, formation with the same tactics? Or do you think there will be a fair amount of rotation and adjustment to the uh, individual opponents you're facing? I think we've played three different formations this year and not once of our principles changed. So we, we have the flexibility uh, and, and a healthy squad that depending on each opponent, we can change um, that, that we feel will give us the best chance to win. So I really can't answer that question because it just depends on the opponent. Um, you know, I, I started Dennis Chin over Daniel Jackson. Danny, uh, DJ scored three goals in three games and I, and I didn't play him. And the thought process was, why would you not play somebody that in form? And then Chinny goes and scores too. So, because we felt that Chinny would re- re- presented different problems for Tormenta than DJ. Uh, not a slight on DJ, but I mean, you look, Mia Mars doesn't play all the time for, mm. for Man City. Sometimes Bernardo Silva doesn't play. That doesn't mean they're bad players. It's what's the best team to come out and try to get the three points. And, and that's our philosophy. The formation may change. Formation may change tomorrow. You know, three different formations against Ford Madison would would really make them think, you know. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, uh, you know. But we're, we're just taking it one game and game at a time because I had to use a cliche before the interview. <laughs> well, how much how much pressure are you feeling? Or like, I know you you hold yourself like uh, to like a pretty like like high standard. Uh, you always want to reasonable. <laughs> I think unreasonable standard. <laughs> there we go. So with that in mind, though, like, does that? increase the pressure you feel right now knowing that you kind of need a little bit of help knowing you need to get like like ideally 15 points from five remaining games how much pressure are you feeling on a kind of regular basis always always i mean you should have seen how stressed i was in june when we weren't winning you know it i mean that's the nature of this job is is i have pressure as the head coach you know mika has pressure as my assistant um, we have pressure as a club. We're the most historic club in this league. Um, I think everybody would have expected us to walk away with the league based on a reputation. Um, that's not how life works, but I mean, I want to win. You know, I, I, every time we lose at home, I go to the Red Army and I apologize um, because the, the standard I think that we should have for this club 
is winning all the time. Um, and there you go. There's your unreasonable expectation, but that's just the person I am. I, I love winning. I love competing. And um, I, I want to bring this club. I mean, there's pressure, personal pressure that last time this, this uh, club won a championship was 2009, which I was a part of that, mm-hmm. that you and I talked on the field after the, the yeah, championship did. came. I, I want to, I want to have a 10 year anniversary championship. Like that's the pressure I put on myself from the start of the season. Um, there's, there was a special message that I said to every single player that I signed that I won't say on this podcast because it's family friendly and, um, but our ambition is to win. So, um, yes, there's always pressure on me, but I would like to think any great at any sport and I'm not calling myself great by any means. I'm far from it, but I, I aspire to be great. And that's the expectation you set for yourself and for your club and for everybody around you. So if it if we get to halftime uh, tomorrow night and it's nil nil, like what are you going to be sort of like feeling in that locker room? Do you think at halftime are you like desperately trying to win it, or do you think that's kind of like will that be part of your game plan? Is like so far so good, and then we'll like look to catch him once, like or are you going to be kind of going all out to get those uh, three points in that second half if it's sort of uh, tied up late? Uh, it's hard to say because I think maybe that's the art of coaching is you kind of have a feel of how the game is going. Um, if we're getting pounded and we have to continue to absorb pressure and try to catch them on a break, that may be the case, or we could be all over them, you know, and just nothing looks to be going away and maybe we push forward even harder. So it's, it's almost impossible to try to predict what that looks like. Um, there's certainly a lot of prediction of if this, then maybe we could do this and that and start to theorize of what, possible substitutions or tactical changes you can make, but I try not to get too carried away with that because there's so much can change uh, in a game, you know, against Texas, I was not pleased with our performance and the continuity of our performance. And so I used some colorful language and told them I was not happy and it seemed to work. And we played much better in the first 20 minutes, 25 minutes of the second half before we completed the the, you know the, the third goal, and then and then was kind of, yeah, this isn't going to happen for us today. So it's it's hard to tell. I'm I'm not much of an angry person. I'd, I'd rather give them useful information um, to to kind of improve their performance. Um, but it's it's almost impossible to say. Right. Hopefully we're up three 0 and and then yeah. it's just shut up shop. There we go. Hold on. And hopefully it's it's happy, colorful language as opposed to uh, frustrated, colorful language. Let's go for that. All right. Well, well David, exactly. I, I know, as you said, you've got a lot going on. You f- you're feeling the pressure. So uh, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I want to allow you to relax this evening uh, to prepare for tomorrow. But, uh, but I appreciate you uh, taking the time to chat with me. Anytime. Thanks, David.